So, saying this, let's go into the message. I have a lot of gadgets here, but that's okay. We understand why. And we are going to look into very interesting things, very interesting things about millennium. Amen. Now, we're going to go into Isaiah chapter 65 first. And find out there some very interesting information. Isaiah chapter 65 verse 11. First of all, let me say this. All things toward the total restoration. All things toward the total restoration will begin with millennium. You've got to understand the word of God in the way, in a, in a sense, why it, is, it was given, what is in it, what is the main point, what God is trying to achieve, and what God is trying to do, and why we are included. Why we are included. God, with his infinite wisdom, laid strong and powerful foundation from the beginning to deal with issue. Amen. To deal with issues. The Bible said that we are the living stones that God builds upon. We are the living stones, yes. Thank God that we are included and thank God that we are redeemed from what God is going to do. We are redeemed. So the millennium time, as we understand that it's going to be a thousand years of Christ reigning on earth. Speaks about the total restoration of all things. Total restoration of all things. Somebody asked this question um, about husbands and wives and male and female in heaven. Why Jesus said there will be no husbands, no wives, no families. Will be families, but will be no relationship like that. But will the wife of a husband be there and a husband for the wife will be there? Yes, because from the very beginning, look what God has started with. And that is important as well. That God made a woman to be a helper. To a man. That's the way it's going to continue. That's the way it's going to continue on in heaven. Now, those men that have no wife today. And they cannot get wife today. And they're patiently waiting. A lot of people calling me and on television. And they say... Pray, I need a husband. I said, how old are you? 71. Okay. I said, I said, that's wonderful. I'll pray that God will give you a husband who is 80. 
right? It has to be older. Or at least 72, not 35. So I understand that people are looking for a partner, but I believe that God is going to restore everything in heaven. And those who couldn't get a wife or a husband here, they're going to have them over there. God is going to bless. Because in heaven, there will be no widows, no man that is alone. God will match everybody and everything together. But those who are here with the husband or wife, they will continue that way. So will be no family less in heaven because God said a helper. God has created male and female for that purpose. There will be no other way because your neighbor, neighbor might have children and, uh, uh, that they had before. And the family and the husband and wife and you will be again alone. Lord, I am alone again. No, that shouldn't be in heaven. It's never been in heaven like that. God is going to match you up with somebody and create for you somebody. But for the purpose that you would not be alone. Not for any other reason. But Christ is also to fulfill our personal needs as well. But you see, we are not only to live under the presence of God and enjoy, but God is going to let us to enjoy the way God has created us. And if God has created a man and a woman for a purpose, that's what it's, it is going to be over there as well. Amen? We're going to enjoy life and its fullness. So what I'm trying to say is this. As you understand what, what I'm saying is that millennium, it's going to be the beginning of all that God is going to restore. Millennium. Now, let's um, move on and read a couple of things, what we are going to see in chapter 65. Verse 17. Let's go to verse 17. And it says this. For behold, I create new heavens and new earth. And the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. It is in the Bible and the New Testament as well. And we understand that this will take place after the millennium. So God is speaking about some kind of a restoration or total restoration. What he is going to do at the end. All right. So. Those who follow in Jesus today and you're going through tough time, rough time, I want to tell you something. It's worth it because the end is marvelous. Even in Isaiah 65, God says that he is going to make new heavens and new earth. That is going to happen. But the millennium will happen first. And he says, the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. And it's going to be after the millennium. Verse 18 says, But be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem as a rejoicing and her people of joy. So God says, and new Jerusalem is going to be. And Israel is going to be restored. That's number two. And then he says, I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people the voice of weeping shall no longer be heard in her, 
nor the voice of crying. That's verse 19. And then we move to verse 20. No more shall an infant from there leave but a few days, nor an old man who has not fulfilled his days. For the child shall die 100 years old, but the sinner, being 100 years old, shall be accursed. I don't know how many people understand these verses, but I will explain that to you. So we're not talking about the time of after the millennium. We're talking about now the time when the millennium will come. At the millennium, Jesus is going to reign. Jesus is going to reign totally and completely. Will be one government and upon his shoulders, the government is going to rest over this earth that is earth that is today. All right? So Jesus is going to reign from Jerusalem. It will be one government. And what kind of a things will take place in our life because not everybody will be living in Israel people will still be living on this earth in different places during the millennium who are these people that will eventually die when they will be 100 years old I mean today it is almost a blessing when somebody lives up to 100 in those days it's going to be a curse because 100 years old in those days will be very young age. As it says, babies will die when they're hungry if something's wrong with them. So in those days, sinners, and sinners will be in a time of millennium. And if for one reason or the other, they will be dying prematurely as 100 years old because millennium is a thousand. Now, where is this idea coming from, actually? Why God wants people to live for a full millennium, a thousand years? Why is it? You want to hear this? That was God's plan from the beginning. God's plan was from the beginning. For a man not to live 120, not 80, but 1,000 years. In good condition and environment. Methuselah lived almost that kind of a period of time. It's already been proven. He didn't make it by some 30 years. He almost made it to 1,000. God has made our body... From the beginning, so that we, this body, not eternal body, but this body, so that we may function and live 1,000 years. Do you see? But sin, of course, shortened everything. And God says, my spirit shall not strive with men forever, because they became all kind of wicked people did they begin to do all kind of wickedness because of their flesh and God said I wanted to bless their flesh I wanted to give them a thousand years of life on earth 
to enjoy me and then eternity. Wouldn't it be wonderful? No, but you see, who messed up the flesh of men? The demons, the fallen angels. They introduced homosexuality, lesbianism. They introduced to people all kind of wickedness. Amen? Why did God destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? Why God had to stop this? Because they were uncontrollably involved in all kind of wickedness. And it's not just murdering and stealing and lying. It was the, the, the most terrible thing in the eyes of God. And the most terrible thing that demons know that they can bring up is sexual immorality. It is. Because of that, God said, my spirit shall not, he says, shall not strive with men forever. He brought the flood. He cut the years of men up to 120. And then he said 70, and if it's a blessing, up to 80. Why? Because flesh became a target and a vehicle for demons, for the devil. Are you following me? God intensively made man to live 1,000 years. Psalm 78, it says, we limited the Holy One of Israel. We limit God ourselves. It's not that God is limiting us. We limited God ourselves. What God has given us from the beginning is totally different than what we have today. Imagine now God said that in the millennium that God is going to restore things, not completely, but begin to restore things. And he said, okay, why I am going to do this? Watch this. How God is going to restore man's life to begin with is when he is going to remove evil. Demons and the devil is going to be removed. Satan is going to be chained for a thousand years. And we are not talking about just how and what it is as a theology here. But I'm explaining to you the heart of God, why he's doing it. What has happened from the beginning and what God is intending to do with it. See, Satan, the devil, is the root of all evil. He is the first one who brought sin into the world. He is the first one who brought sexual immorality into the world. He, was the, he is the creator. And how did he create? When God created man and a woman, male and female, they were unashamed they were having that relationship together in the open, but Satan perverted by watching it. Says, okay, well, seems like they're really enjoying it, so let me put this into practice in the other way. I'm sure they had sex in the Garden of Eden, no problems without anything in the open, and nothing was really ugly about it. It was the act of love. You, you understand? 
Who was in a garden watching everything? Satan. How did he pervert everything? He says, well, listen. First of all, they like to eat. So I'll introduce that fruit. He watched for a while. They enjoy God's great. They enjoy to, 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 to eat the fruit. So God says, do not touch. I will make them through their enjoyment. I'll show them. I'll make them weak through, that through everything that they enjoy, it will become, it will be turned against them. That's why he introduced the fruit. After, after, you see, he could not perverse sex before because their mind must be corrupted first. But as soon as they received sin in their life, what happens? What next? What was the next thing? They begin to be ashamed of each other because who brought shame? The devil right away. Uh-huh. The shame, it means that something's wrong. I can't walk naked before my wife or before she cannot walk naked before me any longer because temptation is coming over and my goodness maybe there is somebody else like that that she's like like her you see what i mean that's what sin begin to bring who brought this into their mind the devil who gave those thoughts who gave this education it was introduced not by god but by satan himself Till today we have this problem and issue and it's growing. It's growing. But remember, God is going to restore everything. He understands. He knows that we are so weak. People are weak in their flesh. They are weak. Because sin made them weak. And of course, why did God say overeating is sin? Because the same gluttony that started over there, by looking at the fruit, I like to have that. Even if it's forbidden, I'm going to have it. Same thing today. As the Bible say, food is for the stomach, spirit for the heart. Amen? But we're still practicing this sometimes, and then we pay for it, you know. When we begin to grow in our thighs. And all other things that came with it. But millennium is to be the beginning of the restoration of what God is going to restore. Why am I bringing this up to you? Not just point, to point it out again about the issue that is today in this world that people are hiding and they don't want to deal with. But we don't want to deal with. We want to identify what the problem is and see how God is going to finish this. Because eventually we're going to have the victory. Eventually, we are going to have the victory over our flesh. Amen. We are going to have the victory. So the millennium time is the restoration, the beginning of the restoration of these things. Jesus is going to rule. See, what happens is this. Why man is not going to be tempted any longer as he is tempted today? Because Satan, the cause of all problems, is going to be chained for a thousand years. And when Satan is going to be chained for a thousand years, no demons are going to be here. No demons. Amen? So nothing and nobody will be tempting us or harassing us, but watch this. 
our free will is, is always going to be there because our mind is still there. See, there will be nations that are not going to be involved in Armageddon. There are some nations that will be far off, like Canada, U.S., and whatever. whatever. It's, the world is big at the second of coming of Christ, and they will not be involved in that world, a war. Moreover, a lot of people will be still praying for Israel because what we teach today, they still be remembering. But after the Armageddon, after all these things that are going to happen, these nations are going to remain to be here on earth. They will not be touched by Jesus. They are not going to be destroyed. So when Jesus will begin to rule through the millennium, as we see in these verses in Isaiah 65, that some people, they'll be living up to 100 years old. It's a sinner. So the sinners will still be here. And God, Jesus calls them sinners. Why? Anybody who is not born again is a sinner. But they still be given a chance, right? They'll be living here. And why would they have to die when they are 100? It's because they will still be rebellious and not willing to give their heart to Christ. Because, you see, Christ is going to be ruling the earth. Imagine, he is the government. And they they must obey what he says. Amen? And the Bible said that he is going to rule by the rod of iron. He is going to rule by the word. And uh, all the people that are born again. And actually those that are, came with Christ from heaven. Who received this heavenly bodies. It will be you and I. Will dwell on earth with him. Our bodies will be different from those bodies that are with, within those people. Or upon the, those people that will be li living here. The sinners that by, the Bible says. God is going to give them the last chance. And why they are going to die prematurely at 100 years old. Is because they will still be not willing to live according to God's word. The thing is this. The Bible say also. The Bible say also. See, the infants in those days, as the Bible say, if they die for one reason or the other, God calls the infants when they're going to be 100. Of course, because it's a thousand years range of life. I mean, if right now your range of life is 70, and, you, and, the, and, and, and the kid dies at 7, is he young? Young. So if the life is given up to a thousand and the child dies when he is a hundred, he is young. But those people that they are not children, it's the children that will be born actually when they will grow up to a hundred, they'll look like children. But those who are sinners that hundred, they'll look like a hundred. There is a difference between people that are born again and not. And that will be the mixture in those days. The mixture. Now, they will have children, sinners, as we call them, and they will continue their generation. And if their children will not be accepting Jesus and be rebellious, they will also die at 100. You see, the Bible says that at the end of the millennium, 
as God has given this choice again and chance and it's not just actually chance this is the heart of God for men to live that long God has created us under his own image and likeness and he says before you enter into eternity, I want you to live a thousand years. The Bible says, for God, one day is a thousand years, and thousand years is one day. For us, it's a long time. And maybe it's unheard of that we, yes, we are going to live on this earth for a thousand years. In that perfect environment, what the condition of this earth will be is much different than it is now. We're not going to have hurricanes. We're not going to have storms, floods, and so on. We're not going to have natural disasters. Jesus would not have to stop the storms any longer, calm them. All right? We're not going to rent from anybody anything. You're not going to own. You're not going to um, uh, own anybody anything but love. All the lands, as the Bible say here, that we are going to own our lands and we are not going to rent them. Here's our building coming for the church for a thousand years. <laughs> Listen, in verse 21 it says, They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall build on their own land. So God is going to change everything. There will be no slaves. There will be no bosses. There will be no millionaires. No poor, no rich. Everybody will have equality. Under Christ's rulership. You understand? Just like in heaven. Positions are different than our conditions. Did you get me? The only difference will be there will be people that believe and believers and born again by the Spirit and sinners living together still. Living together still on this earth. And God, by His grace, is giving that sinner an opportunity to accept Christ and to live under His rulership and live a thousand years and not to die prematurely. Can you imagine what kind of person in his right mind not be willing to do this? There will be people like that. And their generations too. Because the Bible says that at the end times, God is going to release Satan again. Remember? And what he's going to do, he's going to again deceive the nations. But not the born again people. It's those who continually rebel against Christ and don't want it. Their generations... They will be the people that the devil will be able to rise against Jesus. But then it's going to be the end. Hallelujah. But I'm talking about the millennium time. I'm talking about the period of time when it's going to be millennium. And what kind of wonderful things we are going to have. And that is not the total restoration. That is just to place back. See... God is going to restore through the millennium the time of Adam on earth.
What did God do to Adam and for Adam? He placed the garden. He built the garden. He made so beautiful. The garden was so beautiful. And he said, here's your wife. Love her. She's your helper. As God has given these things to Adam and Eve, this is the time of restoration for every believer and life on earth for 1,000 years. Because there's another phase that is coming after that. You see, what the devil has messed up with Adam is no longer going to be. Because at the end of millennium, when he is going to be released, why did God decide to release Satan again? Why not chain him for good to the bottomless pit and keep him, keep him there? Because, listen, it says, And every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess. That Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And he says there will be judgment. God cannot throw people into hell and keep them there. Or, or Satan into the bottom of the pit without judging them. There has to be a courtyard. Because God is a righteous judge. This is why God is going to do this after the millennium. So the millennium time is what? It's the restoration of the time of Adam living on earth. That's all. And we are going to experience these things because when you, when you study the word of God before Jesus Christ will come and when he's going to come back to Israel, some rivers will be dry out. Some lands will become flat. God is going to change the total environment of the land, of the structures, of the earth. God is going to clean the polluted air. God is going to take care of everything as it was in the Garden of Eden and give to people that chance again to live and breathe with wonderful air and glorious, mighty power. The only thing is not going to happen as it was in the time of Adam. He lived under the What do you call it? It had no rain. It was, uh, how do you call that house? No. Oh, you know, you grow plants under this. Greenhouse. It was a greenhouse condition in the time of Adam. It was temperature of, of the earth everywhere the same. You understand? There was no north, south. There was no snow, no rain. It happened after, uh, only after that. That we're going to have. That is not going to be restored. Because the Bible say in the time of millennium when somebody is not going to come and worship the Lord, he's, he'll send no rain. So we're going to have rain. Which is wonderful. It will er water the earth. We're going to enjoy the snow. But it's going to be a perfect environment. Imagine... The sinners that will be living there, that those nations that we left and still not be willing to submit their life under Christ's rulership. How merciful God can be. It just blows my mind. He brings sinners right into the millennium. Give them last chance. Thousand years to think about. You see... What happens to Adam, he got deceived by the devil. But now, 
God is going to keep the devil in abbeys in the lower, lower parts of the earth to make sure that the devil has no influence so that the people will never say it was Satan. It was your personal decision. You understand? God is so righteous and powerful. We, cannot, we wouldn't be able to blame on the devil, on the weather, on our condition or finances. Everything is going to be so beautiful. By the way, if you think about Solomon, is the shadow of what I'm talking about today. The reign of Solomon. Solomon was the most, according to the calculation till today, somebody said he had over $300 billion in his own money. Do, do you know what that means? Not one billionaire has reached that potential in this world as yet. 300 billion. This is how God has blessed him. Don't you think God wants to bless you? We are going to be rich. There will be no poor people. Everybody will work on their vineyards. Everybody, there will be no workers. There will be no slaves. You're going to be working for yourself, your husband and wife, your children, whatever, your neighbors. It's going to be perfect. God is going to give us the taste the last stage before we enter into eternity with him. Isn't it worth it? Do you know that we might be just a few years before millennium? If Jesus will come back tomorrow, seven years and we are finished. More or less, we're not going to speculate on that. It depends. But we know that the seven years of tribulation is only seven years, not 7,000. Right? So it could be very close. We could be very close to that point. But I'm trying to explain to you the time in the millennium. And moreover, the way Christ is going to reign is going to be amazing. You see, he will build the temple for himself. It says in Zechariah chapter 9. He will build the temple for himself. So there's going to be a temple that he will be ruling from. He'll set up the priests, the Levites. It's going to be such a wonderful, powerful, submissive life to him. Every region will have teachers. And if God will allow me continually to teach in the millennium and have my region and have my congregation, I'll be totally, completely submitted to the leadership of Christ in Jerusalem. I would not be able to do this by myself. There will be no denominations, no Pentecostals, no Charismatics. No, it's going to be one bride of Christ. Isn't that something? No, no different doctrines, because Jesus will correct you right away. And the knowledge of the Lord will shine from sea to shine and sea. We're all going to know Jesus. We're all going to understand. It's, we're not going to teach anybody. But what is going to be, the spiritual leaders are always there. Why? To lead people into God's presence. Into worship. That will be our job. Because we own a God. And, and you know what? If the sinners will be rebellious... They'll die at 100 years of age. 
And they will be. So thinking today about what God is preparing for us, never mind praying for ourselves, this is why I brought for you psalms of praise. Why people by the Spirit praising God more than talking about their problems? Because in their heart they know what God has prepared for those who love them. And now the time, even if we suffer, it's not worthy of those times that are going to come upon our life. It's going to be a perfect, perfect thousand years of reign in Jesus. So God is going to give another thousand years. By the way, this thousand years it's going to be another preparation for us for eternity because in the eternity there will be no more thousand years or a hundred years or fifty years that'll be the last time on earth when man will begin count their age why because of the death of the sinners right do you follow with me so far but when the devil is going to be released, as we know, and it's in Revelations 21, and he will deceive some nations that will be here, the Bible says that God himself will throw the fire and consume them and their rebellion. And then, and then, listen, what we see right away, we, by the way, we are going to witness all these wars and all these things that God is going to do upon this earth. But since I led you to this point of time, I want to lead you a little bit further with this. How about that? See, the war with God and the devil is going to be the final one, right? But again, God does not just destroy rebellion. He judges rebellion. And he judges rebellion not by destroying rebellion. He, he is, they, they're going to have to face him. So after this last war with the devil, what happens is this. God explains that on this, listen to the on this earth, without creating new heavens and the earth, God already prepared a place that is called the lake of fire. Not hell. The lake of fire. Whether it's going to be ready in, through the millennium or instantly at the judgment, we don't know. And the Lord said that what we are going to witness is this. How God is going to throw there the devil, the false prophet, and the beast. There are three are going to be thrown into the lake of fire and we're going to witness this that's when we're going to say is this is the worm that was bothering the nations so god is going to judge the devil himself the false prophet and the beast they will be the first eternal citizens in the lake of fire but then the bible said that what are we going to witness on this earth we are going to witness the judgment seat of christ the second resurrection 
those people that they died without Jesus today, before millennium, they go into hell, obviously. And the Bible says the hell is going to give up. So these people are waiting right now for the second, second judgment. And they will stand before this judgment seat of Christ. And this is where they are going to face the second, second death. They will not be able to justify themselves because hell is just a prison. It's not eternal. It's the lake of fire that is eternal. And the Bible says those who are in hell, they'll stand up before Jesus and God will pronounce them why they were in prison in hell and what is their eternal. Unfortunately, we're going to be on, on side of Christ witnessing everything. Some of the people that we will know. And they'll cry. They'll cry. They'll cry. But what can we say? After that judgment, hell is going to be empty. No need place any longer for that. Because every person who is there now is going to join that lake of fire. But what happens is this. We don't know about the lake of fire any longer. Because the Bible says, after Jesus will judge and bring to finish everything, then he is going to create before our eyes, before our eyes, he is going to create new heavens and new earth. Why? Because on inside of new earth, no need for the lake of fire or hell. That place no, no longer needed. Because the devil and fallen angels already been judged. Nobody who is left alive is going to go there any longer. And nobody will sin again. Because the devil and all his army is going to be completely destroyed. So we don't know where God probably is going to completely dissolve that lake with all the inhabitants in it. And create new heavens and new earth. Do you understand what God is planning to do? How he is planning to finish his job and then new heavens and new earth why new heaven it's not heavens heaven because right now we have three heavens we, we will not need three heavens any longer because there will be no principles because we are going to see God face to face and we will be able to live right now heavens are covering us up so that we we wouldn't be able to see God's face because we're not going to be able to live but in those days when we're going to receive eternal bodies, the Bible says sun no longer be needed, no moon, but God's light is going to shine. Will be no second, no third heaven, no first. Will be new heaven and new earth. So that earth will become a new place in God's eternal kingdom. And then it is eternity. And then that's why there will be no more age, no more time. We wouldn't need it because like God, we would not live in time. But time was going to live in us if there would be any time. Eternity, it's a long time.
And finally, God will clean up the whole thing. See, the very reason that we undergo all these things from the beginning, from Adam, is because of the war between God and the devil. That's the very reason. And Satan is going to be destroyed. We wouldn't know what that is. What does it mean to live forever? Not to feel pain, oppression, depression, sickness, disease, hunger. We don't understand this. But in those times, in the eternity, we will be like him, like Jesus. Everything is going to be restored. And we're going to worship him forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Yes. Glory to Jesus. I just brought to your attention tonight, today, this morning, the future that is waiting for you. What we're fighting today is not against flesh and blood, but it's principalities and powers and wickedness places and spiritual wickedness places, spiritual wickedness in high places. We're still fighting the devil and the army. We're still fighting these forces. That's why we feel oppression, depression. But we're fighting. We know that we're fighting against our own flesh. We know that we are in the war. But why God says you shall overcome? Jesus died for that. So that while you in this flesh fighting this terrible ugly, evil, demonic life would have the victory. But that is just a step in into what I said today. Back to that restoration. Amen? Even the heavens today where some believers are, you know, even, even that eternal life today it's not really the final stage because God is going to bring together his bride and Israel. God will make the things final on this earth when he is going to recreate everything, give everything new, establish everything the way he wanted from the beginning. What a strategy that God has. What a plan. The infinite wisdom of God. That's why when Job was trying to accuse God actually in his pain by saying that it shouldn't happen to me. I was a good man. God spoke to him. He says, can I ask you a couple of questions? We don't know God really yet. We don't understand his purposes we are to submit to his purpose. In many things, we don't understand things. But thank be to God, he is 
opening our eyes for the things to see so that we're not submitting to him blindly, but by faith. And our faith is based on things of his truth. It's worth it. Thank God that we can see. There's a purpose and there's a goal that God gave us through his word. Amen. So when you're going through things in your life, remind yourself that this is not worth it. It's okay comparing to the things that we are going to see. And God will not leave you without the bread. God is not going to leave us without the building. God is faithful. I mean, he is faithful. He is not just, uh, you know, trying to make your life here to just make it, just make it, just like make it. No, God is going to lead us to the very end and deal with everything. God is strong enough to deal with the devil and all evil forces in this life. Never mind to deal with you and I and all our little problems that we're going through right now today. Are you with me? Keep this in mind. No comparison. Serve him well. Worship him. Give him the praise. And don't worry about anything. You are in good hands. You are in good hands. Amen. And don't get discouraged. Some people say, I heard people say, well, it's flesh, of course, the world. Lord, before Jesus comes, people had this prayer. Believe it or not, give me a good husband. Give me a good wife. Before Jesus comes. Do you understand? Let me try once, at least once, let me try what that is. God says, I'll have better things for you over there. Wait. Just wait. I, I will not take away the joy. I have created. Don't worry, you're not going to lose nothing. Those who wait upon the Lord, God shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And Psalm number one says this. Those that are planted by the rivers of waters, their leaves shall not wither. You understand? You'll be strong. Very strong. Here, everything is with us. And everybody said? Amen. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. That's good. You understand? It's not what we have here on this earth. This earth is just a practice. The real deal is after. After. Amen. It's going to be wonderful. So, I'm not going to go into details any longer. 
What is it? Time to stop. Did you enjoy this? You get some revelation? It, it, it builds you up. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we give you the praise. We give you the glory today. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your word. Lord, our job today is to, de is to deliver your word of truth to encourage the body to look into the future, to look into what God will do for those that he has prepared these things. And I pray that your word is going to enrich us today. And it doesn't matter what we're going through, we're going to bypass this in our mind. All is well. All is well. Because you are God in whose hands nothing dies but comes back to life and is restored. We thank you for your mercy and goodness. We thank you, Lord God, for the things that you have prepared for us because we love you. Thank you for Jesus' blood. Thank you for redeeming us now. Thank you for giving us his salvation. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.